Blog Talk Radio. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Houdat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m., so that means you're tuned in to Sports Talk for K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a, a good one for you this evening. Uh, I'm going to talk uh, NBA playing tournament. The playoffs have started there. Definitely going to dive into that. We got some uh, NFL for you as well. Also, want to talk a little Tiger Woods. It's time for Tiger Woods uh, to hang it up uh, for sure. Um, we're definitely going to dive into uh, all of that. We're also going to get into our Hollywood swing and our fair foul, and of course, E. Scott's entertainment segment at the end of the show. Here we got a big one this evening. Now, as not not that they're there all are not big, but I'm hearing this is an extra big one. So, uh, with that being said, let's bring in Mr. Scott. How are you doing this evening, my brother? Hey, man, I'm good. I just want to start things off by saying Mike never played in a play-in game. I know they didn't have play-in games back then, but if they would have, Michael Jeffrey Jordan would not have allowed his team to be in a situation where he had to play in a play-in game. I just want to put that out there. Continue, sir. All right. Pow, pow, pow. Shots fired, ladies and gentlemen. Shots fired. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree, brother. Yeah, when, uh, when I was talking about this the other day, or last night, actually, Mike wouldn't have been in that situation. Worse, he would have been, he'd probably been a two or three seed at worst. Uh, and that's, that's even that's saying a lot. So, good stuff. So, uh, with that being said, e, let's jump right into it, man. Let's um, Before we get into the Lakers and, and the uh, the Timberwolves, that seem to be so actually, no. Let's jump into that. Let's let's start, let's start with that game, man. So that's a good segue there, man. So Lakers and uh, and Timberwolves last night uh, went into OT. I don't know. I know you probably were sleeping. Uh, a lot of people were. I was actually sleeping. I I just happened to wake up. I just, the TV was on. If you guys hadn't listened a few weeks ago, I do sleep with the TV on. So the game was on, and and uh, so um, they came down to uh, the Lakers hit a. Um, a three-pointer with like 2.6 seconds to go to uh, go up three. Then the uh, Timberwolves came down. Uh, Mike Conley um, was a three-point attempt. Uh, he was fouled by Anthony Davis. Mike Conley hit all three to send it into overtime. Then Lakers ultimately, uh, ultimately, uh, you know, uh, pulled it out. But E man, it, it sounds like that was a lot for the Lakers to go through, especially with Rudy Gobert not being there. We all know about Rudy Gobert. If you don't know. He got suspended a game for fighting with his teammate Kyle Anderson. Um, so, E, they were supposed to beat this team handily, man. Even if Gobert was there, this is the type of game you probably would have expected. But without Gobert, they should have pretty much handled this game. But, E, it didn't happen. Uh, LeBron lives on. He, you know, he's facing the Grizzlies in the uh, first round of the playoffs uh, with the Lakers. What say you about uh, the Lakers, LeBron? 
And uh, how do you see? How can can they can they will no not can they, but will they make a deep run in the playoffs? See. So leading up to this play-in, because we pretty much knew the Lakers were going to be in this play-in situation, we mm-hmm. I think we meaning me, you, the media, I think we gave the Lakers more credit than they deserve because last night okay. all the all the credit that we had allowed them they they gave it back last night. No way you should struggle with the Timberwolves, especially without Rudy Gobert being there. Mm-hmm. You had to do all this to beat the Timberwolves. Right. I mean, so. If if that's what it takes to beat the Timberwolves, I, I don't even if they I don't see them making a deep run in the West. And before before last night, I would have said, hey, the, um, the Lakers are a scary team. They're not a team that you yeah. want to face because uh, mm-hmm. you know just like if they're healthy, they're good. But I mean, last night they were healthy and they played they played a short a short uh, a man down Minnesota. And struggle yeah. needed overtime, needed three free throws to beat them. So yeah, I, I'm I'm real disappointed with LeBron and them because I I don't think because my buddy Ship always says and he he famously says it's not can you beat me on any given night it's can you beat me four out of seven. That right. team last night didn't show me that they could beat any of the contenders four out of seven. I mean, because anybody can win a game here and there. But right. four out of seven is what is needed, and I didn't see that last night from LeBron and them. Yeah, and and I I wholeheartedly agree with you there, man. And and a lot of people are saying that you know they they should have they should have done it, myself included. You know, they should not have been in that particular situation as far as it being as close as it was. Maybe they were you know sitting back. Maybe they knew they had an, another game. Had even if they lost that game. They still had an opportunity to get into the uh, get into the playoffs um, for sure. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, E. But if you're looking to to be that team, if you're looking to if you're LeBron led team, you want LeBron to go out there and lead you to victory with a no doubt victory. Like when that when that last buzzer is sounded and you're walking off that court, you wanted to be the no doubt that we were the better team. We were the better team that night. Last night they can't say that, even though they even though they won the game. Because had Rudy Gobert been there, I think that would have been a different outcome, and it was almost a different outcome last night. But you know, you know that's why the Timberwolves are in the situation that that you know they that they were in uh, because of the fact of the matter is they're just not a, a a good team. So what does that say about the Lakers? You're right, E. I I I'm guilty of it too. I'm guilty of giving them more credit than uh, than they deserve because I oh, really yeah, thought too. that once. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm just I'm guilty. I'm not. I'm not even going to stay here and say that I'm not because they they had to go out there and win. I know I'm sounding redundant, ladies and gentlemen, but you know I, I really thought that they were going to come into this play-in tournament and play with some uh, extra fire and, and go in there and just roll through this Timberwolves team. Again, this Timberwolves team, even with Rudy Gobert there, even if he was there, he were there, I still thought that he that they should have rolled through that team. But um, but it, it stands corrected, E. So, listen, we, it always goes back to LeBron. You let off the show with it. You let off the show with it, E. You know, kind of alluded to it there, you know, saying MJ would not have been in the play-in game. What does the what does LeBron have to do? Does is there anything that LeBron can do from this point forward to 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 help his legacy if 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 he can? Um because in my opinion, E, 
I think that he's hurting it more and more. Even with the win over the Timberwolves, I just can't see him being compared to MJ anymore. I think the more he plays, the farther away he gets from being compared to uh, MJ. But what say you about LeBron's legacy? I'm going to give you a different angle. I don't know if you've ever considered this or not, but Mm -hmm. just stay with me for a second. When it comes to LeBron and MJ, there is no debate. And the reason Mm -hmm. I say that, no matter which one you side with, if you're a Mike guy or if you're a LeBron guy, the reason I say there's no debate, let's say, for example, I mean, I know who you like, but I'm just going to assign it to you just hypothetically. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically, if you're a Mike guy. I mean, I know for real you are, but say hypothetically you're a Mike guy. There's Mm -hmm. nothing a LeBron guy can say to switch you over. And Mm -hmm. vice versa, if you got a true LeBron guy like our buddy Jerry, there's nothing you can say to switch him over. So that's why I say there's no debate. Because no matter which camp you've anchored your flag in, there's nothing the other side can say that will switch you over. Now, with that being said, a lot of people want to go Mike versus LeBron, Mike versus LeBron. Why not just enjoy them both, which you you know Mm -hmm. you're more than welcome to do. But LeBron, just face that, LeBron will never be Michael Jeffrey Jordan. There's nothing he can do to 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 get there. I mean, because right. he, he's lost damn that many championships as Mike can won. And then people will say, <laughs> well, that's all y'all say about Mike, or the rings, mm-hmm. the rings, the rings. Well, first of all, that's why they play. But secondly, it's not just that's the right. rings. I mean, Mike Depoy, LeBron, no Depoys. Mike mm-hmm. scoring title, right. scoring title and Depoy in the same year. So um, mm-hmm. uh, six final MVPs. So there are so many more accolades other than just the rings that Mike has. Now, and like I said, as far as LeBron's legacy goes, I don't think he's tarnishing his legacy because, like I said, if you're a LeBron guy, you're going to stay a LeBron guy. I mean, he can mm-hmm. go lose the next 10 finals. You're, not, you're like a Trump supporter. <laughs> Ain't nothing he can do that can, you know, to get you off that narcotic. So, yeah, I, I, in my opinion, no, I don't think there's anything LeBron can do. And I, I don't think he's hurting his legacy because, like I said, the ones who are in the LeBron camp, they, they permanently over okay. there, regardless of what he does. Okay. I mean, that's an excellent point, man, and I have nothing else to say about that. So I'm wholeheartedly agree with you there. I'm an MJ guy. There's nothing that obviously there's nothing Mike can do anymore that you know to say that you know that LJ. I mean uh, that LeBron's a guy, and there's nothing more that LeBron could do. Is going to tell me that he is the guy. So great point there. Yeah, I've never heard it put that way. Good. And not only nothing he could do, but there's nothing anyone can say that'll sway you over to LeBron camp. I mean, right. you know, that this is, that, right. this is nothing, yeah, so. Absolutely yeah. right. I, yeah, and, and I, I was, you know, you could take the accolades, you could put them in there, but I'm just looking at their body of work, just the way that they looked on the court when they played, man, just their footwork, the way they went about their business, how, you know, MJ was in the air so long, and, you know, just how smooth he looked. It just looks so effortless to uh to me when it, when I'm watching MJ it's looking like more like a butterfly you know in the air as opposed to LeBron being like you know one of those uh paper airplanes that you create you know what I mean yeah yeah right you know something like that something to that in nature just didn't have any control it just looked like it was just like like you said it was, it was a bully ball to say uh, so basically what Mike you said float like a butterfly sting like a bee rumble bee. young man rumble it's, 
<laughs> ah, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Good stuff there. That wasn't playing, ladies and gentlemen, but that's what we do. Sometimes we come off the cuff, but good stuff there, <laughs> e. Um all right, man. Let's um let, let's uh let's go to the ne- actually no. Before we do that, uh, give me your thoughts on the next game. Um, let's preview the game against the Lakers and the and and the Grizzlies. Um, how do you see this one playing out? Do you see the the? I know the Grizzlies have been going through a lot this year. You know, you know the whole thing with um, you know with John Morant and that situation, him being suspended for that whole gun situation. Dylan Brooks is coming out and said that you know you we want to play LeBron. You know, we 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 wouldn't want it any other way. But uh, what say you about the matchup between the Lakers and the Grizzlies? Now this one, but I would have said the same thing about the Minnesota guy. This one should be a cakewalk for 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 LeBron and them. But then again, it, it may not necessarily be. I mean, you got that thug Stephen Adams down there in the paint. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Anthony Davis is an injury away from his career being over. Um, ja, if we just look at the basketball stuff, Ja is, is a hell of a basketball player. So if we just look at that, he, he's good there. Now Dylan Brooks, I'm tired of him. Dylan Brooks, you need to go sit down. <laughs> right. I mean, you you haven't really accomplished enough to talk as much as you do. I mean, Russell Westbrook told you you were trash. He spent 48 minutes telling you <laughs> that you were trash. And this is coming from Westbrook. I mean, the Westbrook game has fallen off a cliff. But he's he right. recognized. And what's in that game, recognized game? And you looking real all familiar. I mean, yeah, Dylan Brooks, I'm not, I mean, I'm not taking nothing away from his basketball. I can't. But, yeah, hey, man, sit down somewhere. Let your game do the talking. Again, you haven't accomplished enough. You haven't been here long enough. Um, to 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 do some of the things that you know that you you're you're doing and saying. So just yeah yeah just chill out and then look talk after you do it. And some people say oh you just be easy to say once right. you've done it. Well then that's the time to do it. Talk after me you know go out there and score sixty then talk noise. Don't say you go score sixty before the game and turn in fifteen points two rebounds and three assists. Now you know even in the win you're looking stupid. So just sit down and shut up. I'm sorry Dylan Brooks. Staff regular crew. <laughs> oh man, good stuff, Teddy. Yeah, and you and you gotta you gotta ask yourself how good are are the Grizzlies? You know, as bad as they or as dysfunctional as they may seem, and especially down the stretch, they're still the number two seed, twenty games over five hundred. And you you look at them as possibly the underdogs, like you just mentioned. It should be a cakewalk for the Grizzlies, I mean, for the Lakers over the Grizzlies. But, um, you know, a lot of people are saying that, you know, this is where LeBron gets off of the uh, off of the bus, if you will. You know, they I think they, a lot of people have the Grizzlies winning this series. Me, personally, yeah, I, I think this, this game goes, I mean, this series goes, what, seven? Go, it, it could possibly go seven in this one. But, and I can see it going either way. I can see it going either way. I, I really, I really can. So with that being said, E, um, oh, man, because the Grizzlies right now, man, to me, I, I think they're refocused. I know one of those age-old things I always say is be careful what you ask for, Dylan Brooks, because you, you just may get it. Um, I'm going to go Lakers in seven. I will take the Lakers in seven here, man. I, I think they get past the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies still have some growing up to do. I think they'll do it in this series, but I don't. I think it's going to be too little, too late 
uh, for them to grow up, and I think this is going to make them, you know, more mature. It's going to put them in a situation for next year, going into next season, uh, going to next season, and how to prepare. And okay, well, I think I lost you. Hello, hello. Okay, well. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. My, my uh, apologies there. I don't know what happened. The system looked like it dropped me off. It looked like it dropped E off uh, as well. So um, let me just finish what I was saying before I was rudely interrupted by this uh, system. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I think that this is going to be um, – let me ease back as well. Uh, let me open up his mic. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I got dropped off too, brother, so I, I don't know what oh, happened okay. there. But, we, yeah, we both got dropped off at the same time. But yeah, okay. like I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by the system. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying that the uh, <clears throat> that the, I think um, this series is going to teach the uh, the, the Grizzlies on, on how to grow up, how to mature, and I think it's going to have them uh, be focused on you know going into next season on what to do, what not to do, what to do, what to say, what not to say, you know, throughout the course of the season. So I think this is going to be a definitely a learning tool, and and who better to teach them than, than LeBron James and, and Anthony Davis, you know, providing they can stay healthy. So I think this is going to be a good matchup for uh, for both sides. But, again, I do have the Lakers winning this one uh, in seven. All right. Apologize for that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, technical difficulties, you know how it works. Uh, it happens to the best of them, trust me. All right, E, the, uh, the, the other game last night, my Miami Heat, man, um, versus the Atlanta Hawks. A lot of people said this is also another done deal. The Heat should rolled uh, should have rolled over the, uh, the the Hawks. The Hawks said not so fast, my friends. Uh, in my Lee Corso voice, um, I don't know how much of the, uh, the game you got to watch, how much you got to dissect it. Um, but what say you about this game? What was the difference in this game? What was it was was it more of what the Hawks did, or was it more of what the Heat didn't do? In your opinion. <clears throat> The Heat to me are a really funny team because Seriously. when your boy um, when your boy plays well, they lose. And uh, Kyle Lowry, when when Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry plays well, they right. don't win. When he plays terrible, somehow Jimmy seems to be able to get it done. And it seemed to me like Jimmy took a bit of a back seat and let Kyle Lowry <laughs> shine last night. And I think at one point, what they down twenty plus points. Yeah, that's why. And then the first yeah, half they yeah, were down twenty points. Yeah. yeah. Now they battled back and made it closer than than you know than it was, but it just seemed like it was all Atlanta all the time last night. Yeah. It was like the Heat, the Heat couldn't they 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 were um couldn't get right last night. Yeah. I mean they exactly. just, you know Great point, they man. they, they would battle back and, and get it down to like about eight to ten points. Then next thing you know, it's fifteen to seventeen again. They mm-hmm. battle back, get it back down, then it just ballooned up. And again. From what I can see, it's because Kyle, I know it sounds silly to say, but it seems like they were doing bad because Kyle Lowry was playing well. I mean, when he got that sticking it up, it just seems like they do better. So it's a, it's like addition by subtraction. I mean, I, I put, might have to put Kyle on the bench. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's what they did. He comes off the bench now. He's been coming off the bench for like almost half the season now. No, I'm talking about the whole game. Oh, 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 get him out of there. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, you you wondered though because he was on fire, and that's the sad part about it is he was on fire, and you know, you don't you generally in a in a game like that or any game, you don't sit a guy like that. You know, he ended up with what thirty three points, but like you said, the better he plays the worst the heat play but it just seems like like you mentioned like mm-hmm. the heat could no one else on the team could get right you know to use your term there man and 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 he, he came in and said listen all right i'm going to step this up i'm going to he got him down to five got him within five but then after that like you mentioned like you alluded to you know that the hawks were just hitting everything and the heat couldn't hit anything so it it was one of those things like it was just the hawks night for whatever reason um, that he couldn't. There's, there's nothing that the Heat could do, especially on the deep. Most most are on the defensive end. It's like everything that they did, they closed out, and the, the ball just went in, or they switched when they were supposed to switch. But it seemed like the the Hawks were just one step ahead of them, and, and that was the difference in the game. So we're we're gonna see what the Hawks do. They they they're matching up with the um, uh, they're matching up with the Celtics. Uh, so um, I see that being a sweep there, E. But we'll get into we'll get into that in a moment. But I want to stay on the Heat talk, uh, E. Um, the Heat next play the winner of tonight's game uh, between the Toronto Raptors and the Chicago Bulls. Right now the uh, the Raptors are up nine six, so it's, it's very early in this game. But uh, E, um, how do you see the the Heat going forward? Do they uh, you know regardless of who wins this game, do the Heat uh, advance? And then if, if they do. They're going to face the number one seed, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks. But how do you see the Heat going forward? Um, do you see them the next game, which is on uh, Friday? Do you see them? Uh, is that the end of their season, or do they go into the Bucks to meet the Bucks? No, I, I, I think they're going to win Friday. I think they'll go in against the Bucks, and now this this will be a true test for the Heat. Yeah. Because Spo's been there before. Spo has, mm-hmm. you know, championship experience, playoff experience. And that does count for something when we get down to these times. And the mm-hmm. Heat, you know, they went to the bubble finals. Um, they yeah. went, they ran a deep run last year. I mean, so they they have the pedigree to do well. So I do think they went better, but they will be tested by the Bucks now. I and I think you know they can take the Bucks maybe five six games. I'm not sure if they can beat them. I mean, the, the, it all depends on Chris Middleton over there. If he's healthy, yeah. 100% he can go, because I don't think Giannis can get it done by himself. So this will be a test for the Heat, but I wouldn't count the Heat out. Okay. Yeah, man, from from your, your lips to the uh, sports guy's ears, man, because you got to ask yourself, E, I don't know if you got a chance, just, just, to, just to backpedal a little bit. Before the season ended, you know, a couple games before the season ended, uh, Spolst and those guys rested their their key guys, and then they could have gotten the uh, the sixty, which would have ultimately um, kept them from uh, doing the, you know playing in the playing game or uh, you know participating in the playing game. But they decided to sit those guys, and then they ultimately the Brooklyn Nets ultimately got to six feet. Um, the Mavs did the same thing, e, but um, what say you about these guys doing this, this load management? How much sense of that did that make? to you by um, Spolster, Pat Riley, um, and that organization sitting those key guys, man, in key in a key situation? To me, I, I don't particularly like it, but, you know, they 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 may have some insight 
that I don't have. Maybe they're saying, hey, we'll do this play in. We can still get in. And then our guys will have more risk. They'll be healthy. I mean, that's one way to look mm-hmm. at it. As far as yeah. the Mavs doing it, that's just a terrible organization over there. I don't know what they're doing. I think the Mavs <laughs> so, are tanking on purpose. And I mean, because yeah. they done brought Kyrie in, and obviously that is not working at all. They're going to lose Kyrie at the end of the season because he'll be a free agent. And I, I don't know if Luca can shake back. And but what this one thing it did show that Luca can't really play with another superstar. I mean, right. if you bring another guy in there, it's gonna have to be a big man and a guy who doesn't need the ball all the time in order for this thing to work. Or I mean, you you I know Kyrie's gonna be gone. You may wanna shop Luca because you're gonna mm-hmm. be in a rebuild stage because this has shown me that Luca can't really get it done by himself and it don't seem like he has any interest in playing within the team. So as far as the low management going, I think Dallas did it on purpose because um, I think they're tanking, trying to get that um, that one that one dude that um, everybody mm-hmm. wants to draft, um, the seven one guy, and um, that's what Miami mm-hmm. and Pat Riley in there. I don't think they did it in order to take. I think there's right. more behind the story that we don't. Yeah, man, and you got to wonder, man, especially them doing that, meaning the Heat. I'm going to stay on the Heat here. Them not playing those guys and, and you know down the stretch, and then them performing the way that they did last night. It, it kind of feels like they're they want they like the study. I, I'm not. I'm gonna say I'm a, I'm a conspiracy theorist. So this this is uh, conspiracy theorist in me. I, I think they want to play the Bucks for some reason or another, man. Because of the way the way every, I know and I know I always say be careful what you ask for. That's the number one seed, but it just seems like the way they 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 went about things, you know, in the in the latter part of the season, especially in the last three games of the season, and the way that they looked last night, and they knew they had an extra game, regardless if they won or or lost. They knew they had an extra game. They can beat either. They feel like they could beat either the Bulls or the Raptors, and then and, you know ultimately face the Bucks. But I don't know if you want that. I don't know if you want that headache. Um, by, by any stretch, but as far as the load management goes, there, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a big, I'm not a fan at it all. Not not a big fan. I'm not a fan of it at, uh, at all. When it comes down to the Mavs, um, you know, they're being investigated by the NBA because I believe um, if they fell out of the 10 spot on top 10 or something, something of that nature, they would have lost um, a first round pick somewhere around there. So um, it, it, what they did was just blatantly obvious, you know, as far as sitting, uh, you know, sitting Kyrie. And I think no, no, I think that yeah, said they sat Kyrie, and I think Luca only played like 13 minutes, or vice versa, one or two. I forget exactly how it went down, but nonetheless, they didn't play their big guns, and they had a chance to get into the playing game. All they had to do was just win their last game, and they were in um, that 10th spot. So I, I, I don't understand that that move by by any stretch. But then again, I don't understand the, the, them trading for uh, Kyrie either. With, especially with not an extension in play, um, so you got to wonder what's going on there over there for sure. So um, good stuff there, E. What we're going to do here is let's grab our first break. This is Chris Ortiz. I see you're holding. So we're going to bring you on uh, after the break, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit more. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more NBA, and then uh, we'll get into the NFL talk. Uh, Lamar still has a sign, OBJ sign. What does that mean for uh, for for Lamar? Is that attractive enough for Lamar to sign that that that, that tag, or request an extension, or? get the money that, you know, or take less money so he can stay with the Ravens. We'll definitely get these guys' thoughts and opinions on that for sure. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Reef, Master Killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. 
You're listening to Sports Talk with K. Walker and E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Your inside never had it so good sports radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, before the break, ladies and gentlemen, we were uh, talking playing games. We were talking Heat, Hawks. We were talking Bulls and uh, and Raptors as well. E, I want to uh, change gear. I want to stay on the NBA talk here, and then uh, we're going to bring in our good buddy Chris um, as well. And I want to talk about the, uh, the, uh, the other game that's tonight as well is um, – the, uh, the Thunder and Pelicans, man. The reason why I want to start there is because Thunder and Pelicans, they're 9-10 seed there. Um, give me your thoughts on, on this game. And also, I, I need to hear from you about Zion. And Zion uh, Williamson has come out and said that he will play when he feels like Zion. I got to hear your thoughts and opinion on that. And who is Zion? Meaning, like, you know, how, how is that – what does that feel like? I know you don't know, but according to Zion, he said, I'm not coming back till I feel like Zion. I don't know if we saw Zion, and if it feels like Zion, it feels like it's going to be the same thing all over again. We don't know who Zion is. <laughs> what say you about this, brother? Well, I don't know what that means. I don't play with right? Zion. <laughs> they don't know what that means either. <laughs> So if I'm anybody from the head coach to the president of basketball operations, the VP, whatever, I'm calling him in office and no, you will play when the doctors say you can play. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if no, no, we don't. Well, what do you mean? You you gonna you gonna feel like Zion? You'll play with man. How much money we paying you? Man, if you don't get up out here with that nonsense, yeah, I I don't know what that means. That we I'm gonna play when I feel like Zion. <laughs> But you haven't been – you're not a veteran. You haven't been around long enough to have these type of demands, and, and, and you had not won anything. I mean, we've basically you've been stealing money for the first two, three years of your deal. <laughs> now, if I can get – now, you're more than welcome to go get you an independent doctor if you don't trust our doctors. But he's going to work with our medical staff, and if they say you can play, you're going to play. Otherwise, give us some of our money back. Yeah, man, I, I I agree with you there, man. I, I just don't know what that what that exactly that means. I don't know if if he feels like you know when Zion is 
He done, you know, uh, wrecking the buffet table, and he's full. I don't know what that means. I, you know, feel like Zion again. Um, I, I really, or he feels like Zion, not again. Because to me, I don't know what Zion, you know, looks like. We saw him in Duke one year at Duke. You know, he went down with that injury, with that whole shoe injury. I mean, with the, his shoe, his foot busting out of the shoe, and then the, against the Tar Heels, and then he, you know, hurt his knee. And it seems like he hasn't been the same since then. It's just always been one injury after another, whether it be his knee, whether it be his foot. I think at this last injury is his hamstring. So it sounds like it's more of a weight thing to, to, to me that, than anything. So I, I need a little bit more elaboration on that, man, as far as uh, from Zion. I need to know, you know, what is Zion? Who is Zion? You know, I want to know what that, out to him, what does that feel like? What does Zion feel like to, uh, to him? But going back to going to the game, how do you see this one playing out? Again, we got the Pelicans um, and OKC Thunder. How, how do you see this game playing out, and, and who do you have, you know, going on to the uh, going on to the uh, the playoffs? That, that, does it really matter? I mean, <laughs> you talking about two irrelevant teams? I mean, I, I I saw I've seen zero Pelican minutes. I've seen zero OKC minutes. So other okay. than what I see on highlights of Sports Center, I really can't tell you anything about these these So I mean, I. With Zion, come on, he's not gonna play till he feel like Zion. I'm assuming he's not out there, so I'm gonna go with OKC. Okay, I I can't name you five players over there, but just okay. for kicks and giggles, I'm gonna go with OKC on this one. Yeah, and you know, like you, I haven't. I mean, I I haven't seen. I mean, like you, I haven't seen a ton, but I've seen enough. And like you said, I watched you know some highlights and I you know dialed into some you know some some games here and there and followed them that way. But yeah, I'm, I'll take the Pelicans here, man. I, I think the Pelicans have just a little bit more. I think they're 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 evenly matched. I think we're going to see a high scoring game. Uh, these two teams love to put points up on, on the board. Um, I'm going to go with the Pelicans simply because of I think you know C.J. McCollum is there, and then also I think the biggest guy, I mean the biggest name there is uh, Brandon Ingram. And I think that he's the difference, and they got a Brandon Ingram there who can really put up points. If he's if he's focused, he's really hard to stop. So I think he's going to be the difference maker tonight uh, in the game. So I'm going to take the Pelicans in a high scoring game uh, against the Thunder. But let's bring in uh, Mr. Ortiz here. Let me reopen his mic here. Mr. Chris Ortiz, how are you doing, Stephen, my brother? Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, man, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, what up, Chris? Yeah, for sure. What up, man? Hey, so yeah, uh, yeah to talk about the two things like uh, Zion. I, I don't know what that means. I feel like he's suffering from like um, the 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 Ben Simmons disorder, right? Like he's just uh, I don't know what's <laughs> going point. on. I don't know Very what's going point. on there. Like you don't you don't get to. I mean, you you can dictate how you like when you want to play kind of deal, but at some point, e to e like to ease. It's like, well, we paying you a gang of money, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we we need you on this. We need you on this court, right? And I, I'm not playing until I feel like Zion, and you haven't been able to articulate what that is, then, you know, we don't know. You just have people sitting in limbo, and that, that's not cool. Um, So, I'm, I'm going out this way, man. I'm taking over um, just SGA, man. SGA is a beast. I don't think Pelicans are going to have an him. Um, uh, the guy averaging 30 a game, and uh, I don't know what they're doing. So, um, but to E's point, again, young town, make, make me state, 
in the playing game for the for the winner to turn around and play, you know, uh, North Carolina, like a good North Carolina team, right? It's right. It's it's, it's like, hey, you won, won. now you can go get by a team. So this consolation, keep pushing. Like you always want to yeah. win this game, right? Because then you get like. I think, I think he made a drop because it was bad. Yeah, connection. he was breaking up. I text, okay, I thought yeah, it was. I, I texted him and told him it was a bad connection. I don't know if we dropped okay. or not. All right, let's see one more for a second. He hasn't dropped completely, so let's. Oh yeah, he just dropped. Okay, so yeah, I mean, he he makes some uh some some great points there. I mean, he pretty much just piggyback off of what you you know you you were saying and and what we both were saying. So um yeah, so so great stuff there, Chris. If you uh, if you listen, I know you're gonna call back in. You uh, you generally do, but yeah, I wanna. Let's talk a little bit. I wanted. I was hoping Chris would stay on because I wanted to transition over to uh, to some NFL here. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it and allow Chris to come back. But it just came out today that uh, Saquon Barkley. And we know that if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Ortiz, who's a regular caller, is a diehard Giants fan. And Saquon Barkley has come out and said he's not going to sign that tag um, this year before the uh, before the start of of camp. So I, I want to get your thoughts and opinion. What that what does that mean? I know he want obviously it means he wants the long-term deal. He wants to guarantee money. But uh do the uh do the Giants uh give him that money before camp or or do you see uh do you see Barkley uh Saquon uh holding out? Um how do you see this one playing out? If if I'm the Giants, I I don't give him the money only because we saw what happened in Dallas with Zeke, but as we discussed before, running back, the shelf life is, you know, it's just not commensurate with the money that they want because of the wear and tear that they put on their body because they've been taking hits, you know, since mm-hmm. Pop Warner, and all that starts to catch up. I mean, yeah. I understand he wants a long-term deal, but it's tough for uh, a running back to get that big money on that, because like you know, they usually don't get another contract after this one. That's so why I see both right. sides of this. But if I'm the Giants, I'm like, hey man, you ain't been healthy for the money we were already paying you. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we've had the same. So why, why would we? We want ROI, return on investment. Why would we go and invest even more money when you've shown us that you can't stay healthy? Now that may exactly. not be your fault, and I understand that. But also, you got to look at the business side of things. From a business standpoint, it doesn't it doesn't make much business sense to pay Saquon an exorbitant amount of money, only because, like I said, he has health problems. Now, when healthy, he's good. But you know, he has mm-hmm. wear and tear on the body. Not to uh, take this franchise out there and keep pushing. Yeah, I mean, great points there. You know, and there's just some of the points that a lot of the points actually I was going to make as well is that wear and tear, and like you mentioned. The shelf life of a running back is is very short, man. I mean, 28 years old is generally when you start to see running backs start to slow down, start to hit that wall, if you will. And Saquon's uh, style of running, man, doesn't help him. I mean, I mean, he's he's a huge guy. I mean, he can run. Oh, he likes to run either over you or he can run past you. And his workout regimen is it's a severe one because he is built so you know he he is built in, in, a, in a in a in a um 
in a in a big stature, man. And you know, you look at his thighs, man. I mean, it takes a lot. And when guys come at when they see him coming at him, coming at them, you know, he's generally going to take harder hits than a, than a you know maybe a you know 210 pound running back or 195 pound running back because they they understand that it's going to take more force to get this guy down as opposed to you know trying to bring down a um, uh, Christian McCaffrey, you know, because he's not as big as Saquon. So, yeah, I mean, I know Saquon come off of a um, an injury-free season. I get that, Saquon, we get that. I know you're trying to use that leverage, you know, as best as you possibly can. The, the Giants get that, too. That's why they franchise tag, you know, I believe the running back tag was $10 million. And, um, you know, I mean, I think that's a, a good tag for him. I think that what he has to do, I think, yeah, I, I don't, you know what? I don't recommend anyone playing on the tag, man. I really don't because I, I think, you know, there's a lot more money out there to, to get. I understand what, why these guys are so hesitant about playing on the tag. But with Saquon, I think Saquon in his situation and, and with his his his, uh, his reputation and his history of not being healthy or staying healthy um, other than this past year, I think he has to – bet on himself and say, listen, I'm going to stay healthy. I'm going to have back-to-back healthy years, and then you can strike a deal. It's not going to be a big-time deal because you're closer to 28 than you are to 22 at this point. But I still would sign that tag, play one year on that tag if I was Saquon because if you're looking for more money, I just don't see you going to get it. I don't see any more years coming to you from the Giants right now. Um, I think they want to they want to show that you can stay healthy. You want to you can stay durable and not just one year, not be that one year wonder. If you can do it two consecutive years, then we'll re, we'll see you at the table next year and we'll talk about an, a possible extension. But I agree with everything you just said there, E. Uh, for sure, it's going to be the interesting thing, to see how this looks. Go ahead, e. the, the one thing I want to say about the franchise tag, I generally agree with what you said about you don't recommend guys. To play on it, but I got one name for you, Kurt, Kurt Bartholomew Cousins. <laughs> Bartholomew, I didn't know it was still name. Well, I don't either. I just, I just made oh, it. Oh, okay. But I'm just it saying, like it Kurt, Kurt Cousins, franchise extra, tag yeah. extraordinaire. Yeah, he laughed all the way to the bank, and he's terrible. Yeah, and he have made about yeah. three hundred million on that franchise tag. Facts. Facts, yeah, and I guess there's an exception to every rule, <laughs> but yeah, he's definitely an exception there. Um, he played that very well, man. He he played that as as best as you could possibly play it. I think after his career is uh, said and done, I think that if there's a if there's a, uh, a franchise tag con- uh, consultant that the the NFL uh, could position that they can create, you know, I think you you created just for Kirk Cousins and allow this guy to let everybody know how to work it, man. He going to Ken first ballot if they got a a, a franchise tag <laughs> wing. He first ballot. Kirk Cousins franchise tag Hall of Fame with the statue yes, and everything uh, of him signing a franchise tag for sure. Uh, good stuff there. E. All right, well, uh, Chris Chris hasn't gotten back yet. Maybe he's looking to get into a better area. But um, let's stay on the uh, you know speaking of um, NFL. Let's stay, uh, stay on the topic um, with uh, OBJ, man. OBJ has uh, signed with the Ravens. <clears throat> Excuse me. A one-year deal there, uh, $18 million, uh, with $15 million guaranteed. Um, he's going to be 31 by the start of the season, E. Um, and that's the biggest name that they brought into, uh, brought into uh, uh, camp, brought into the organization. 
Um, I don't know what the signing was about that. I know Lamar. I mean Lamar. I know that you know OBJ wants to uh, you know you know play with Lamar. But is that enough? E is is that enough to uh, to to have Lamar sign what the Ravens are offering? Because obviously they're not giving him what he wants as far as money goes. But um, what, what said you? you? You're Lamar Demetrius Jackson, as we always call him. Um, and you see this signing. What does that say to you? You're Lamar sitting there. Oh, they brought in OBJ. I get the game. I get the names there. But the game is not the same as the name, so I'm just simply saying, you know, I mean, that's that's. I, I feel like E, it's like, it's too little, too late, and it's not enough, if you will, you know what I mean. Um, but what say you about the signing of uh, OBJ? So a really, really good friend of mine is listening right now, and she's a huge <laughs> Ravens fan. Shout out to Ivy. Okay. She's listening because okay. she's checking for her. She's listening, so I got to get this right. Now I haven't spoken <laughs> to her about this since this happened. We we haven't connected, but in my <laughs> opinion, and I, I don't know what hers is yet, but in my opinion, I think this means Lamar comes back because okay. the reason I say that OBJ had a lot of options. I mean, he mm-hmm. didn't, I'm not going to say he had to pick in the litter, but he right. had a lot of different teams that was courting him. I don't see him signing with Baltimore um, to play with Snoop. Even if, if – I don't know if that's the way they're going to go with Snoop if, if uh, Lamar doesn't sign. I don't even know who their quarterback is going to be, and I don't think he does either. And then you show, you saw them at um, the Prime Sake House in Miami hanging out. Um, Lamar posted a picture of him and OBJ. I mean, so I'm, I think all mm-hmm. signs point to Lamar coming back. Now, as far as the money goes, I don't know what the money situation is going to be. But, again, when OBJ signed, I think – because, like, a lot of stuff between – like, I was watching Get Up the other morning, and one of the guys made a good point. He was like, a lot of the stuff is strictly between players. We talk to each other. No agents involved. Uh-huh. No team management involved. We just talk to each other, you know, kind of like in basketball when they be tampering yeah. and also right? weekend. But, I mean, this is not tampering because, you know – it is what it is, but I think I don't think OBJ signs with Baltimore if because like he the money that he's getting from Baltimore he could have got that several other places. I don't think he takes that deal unless he knows for sure Lamar's coming back. But again, that's just my opinion. I don't have any outside information on this. Yeah, man, I I agree. You know, for me, I'm looking at it this way. I'm looking at it if I'm Lamar and. I'm going to have to, first and foremost, I, I think Lamar has to come to the realization that he's not going to get the money that he's asking for right now, the $200 million. And last I heard, that number, that number is $200 million guaranteed. No years were thrown out of there. No, you know, no per year was thrown out of there. It was thrown out there. It's just the guaranteed money is, from what I'm hearing, is where the cross path um, is, is, is right now, is he wants $200 million. He's come out and said that he, you know, he turned down what three years, 133 million, and all of it was guaranteed. I would have jumped all over that Lamar man. Again, you're, you're three years, you're 26 years old. By the time that contract is up, you're 29 years old. You're still under 30 years old. You're still under 30, and you can still go out there and get another contract, providing that you prove yourself, which we all expect you to do. So, um, I, I would have jumped all over that man. So right now. Since he turned that down, we haven't heard anything. He, 
We haven't heard how far apart they are in the numbers or anything like that. So with that being said, I'm just strictly this is me if I'm Lamar. Lamar, you're going to have to, if you want to play with the Ravens, man, you're going to have to see if you can go back to the table, get that 133. I don't know if you're going to be able to get it. It might be a lot less, but nonetheless, find a three-year deal, 100-plus million, get that all guaranteed, and then come back to the table after three years, man, because it just seems like to me, that as soon as um, Lamar says, or, you know, at, at the beginning of this whole situation, the whole um, franchise tagging, a lot of quarterback-needy teams, i.e. the Colts, i.e. the, uh, the Falcons, um, the, the Buccaneers, um, all of these teams were pulling out of the conversation talk. So there's obviously something there. There's a number there that Lamar is not willing to come off of, and these other, these other teams are saying we're not willing to go there. So Lamar is going to have to come up, uh, come up, uh, come off of that number if he wants to play. So with that being said, E, if you're a betting man, will Lamar, what will Lamar do? Will he sit or will he sign for next year? I, I, I definitely think he plays next year because I think okay. they're going to come to an agreement. Now he's not going to play for this thirty-two million, but you know, no, mm-hmm. this this because the the, uh, right. the non-exclusive tag is thirty-two million. That's out the door. Cause they, yeah. Daniel Jones up in New York sure. getting forty million, and I mean he's not, no, oh, yeah. he's not, I, I wipe my behind with thirty two million. He's not playing for <laughs> that. Now, I don't know if they'll be able to get the get the two hundred. I don't know if the one thirty three is still going to be available, like you said. Right. I don't know the math. I don't know the calculus on this, but I do know he's not going to play for the thirty two. But I That's do exactly. think they get something done, and the reason I'm saying leaning so hard on that is with the signing of OBJ. Because again, okay. I don't think OBJ signs there unless he knows something that we don't. Because again, he could have went to the Jets because he was on A.A. Ron's wish list. But then again, he probably mm-hmm. said, hey, man, how you want me to sign? You ain't even signed yet. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But I'm just saying, OBJ could have got hit that money pretty much from 30 other teams in the league. But he, mm-hmm. and like I said, when Lamar posted that picture of him and OBJ hanging out, yeah. that, that to me, all things are looking good as far as Baltimore yeah. goes. Now, the calculus on the money, that I, I don't know. Yeah. But I think they'll get there. Yeah. yeah, and that's the two hundred million dollar question there, pun intended, ladies and gentlemen. So we're gonna see what that money what that number is at the end of the day. But I agree with you, E. I think he signs and I, I, I said I, I felt like it was a wasted signing, but the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I think about it, thought about it and still thinking about it, is that I don't see OBJ putting himself in a situation like that unless he had some type of inkling, some type of assurance that um, that uh, Lamar was going to sign with the uh, with the Ravens, whether it be short term or long term. I'm thinking more short short term because he only signed a one year deal there. So I agree with you. That signing has to say to Lamar, like, listen, man, listen, brother, I'll sign here a one year deal, man. You you know get the money, you sign a one with a two year, three year deal, whatever the case may be, and then we'll go elsewhere. You know we'll. We'll do a LeBron. I mean, we'll do a LeBron, a D Wade, and Chris Bosh, that type deal. You know what I mean? Not we'll, one, we'll sign not two, <laughs> not three. <laughs> right? Exactly. We'll find somewhere else to go if it can't be here. So, I agree with you. I do believe he signs, and I do believe he signs with the Ravens. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what that number is, and uh, as far as the years, 
the per year, and I guess more importantly for me, I want to see what that that the uh, the guaranteed money is uh, for sure. All right, good stuff there, E. All right, man, let's switch gears a little bit, man. You know, we're coming up on that clock. I know we're waiting for some guys to uh, to call in, uh, but uh, I want to talk about my guy. I think he's your guy for the most part, but I know he's really my guy. I love this guy, man, but I think, you know, he's at the end of the road. I think it's, um, you know, he's not uh, – his injury is not allowing him out of the woods, <laughs> pun intended. So with that being said, I'm talking about Tiger Woods, man. Tiger Woods went into the Masters. Um, he was, for the most part, he was two over. Um, he made the cut. He made the cut, but then he ultimately, which were, you know, we kind of debated if he was going to do that or not. Um, he did make the cut, which I thought was a, a good, uh, decent accomplishment for him. I know with Tiger Woods and just making a cut, I know that seems uh, that doesn't even sound right. Sounds like an oxymoron, but due to the situation, you know, his, his foot and everything like that, his leg. Um, he had to withdraw early Sunday morning, E, from uh, from the tournament. Um, from what I'm hearing, it's very severe, man. I heard that one of the screws that he has in his leg or in his foot actually broke through his skin. And it didn't really help, you know, the conditions there in Augusta, you know, the, the rainy weather, the rainy, um, the rain, and obviously the poor conditions on the uh, the course. Um, but what say you? Is this, uh, I know obviously it's a it's a it's a setback, but um, does Tiger come back, man? Can, can he come back from this, um, or is it time for Tiger to uh, to hang him up? Hey man, it's time to hang him up. That body's starting to break down. And then, you know, once that happened, it, it's pretty much over. So, yeah, I, um, you know, I'm proud of him for going out there. But I, I know yeah. your question with you earlier, do you think this is his last Masters? I don't. Mm-hmm. I think he'll keep coming out there okay. and trying as long as he can. But I mm-hmm. think it's going to come a situation where he's only going to play in the majors, maybe yeah. one or two tournaments to warm up. But, yeah, in my opinion, it's time to go ahead and, you know, that senior tour. Is what he yeah. should be looking at because yeah, I pretty much think it's over at this point. Yeah, yeah, and it's sad for me to say that too, man, because I, I just thought that golf, man, I didn't realize how much golf actually um, took a toll on your body. I know the swings, things of that nature, takes a toll on you know your your lower body, your upper body for for sure. Like what I didn't realize, what I what I didn't realize, what I didn't factor into it is the, all the walking that took place. You know, um, when you think about golf, and I know, like, you know, you think about golf, you just think about getting in the cart and, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and and just going from one hole to the next, and you think that factor. But they got they have a lot of walking to do. And for Tiger to have that injury and for for him to have to go through that type deal, then it's just it's just too much for him. And I, I don't think he can – I don't think he can weather it, man, uh, to be honest with you. And nothing, nothing to take away from him. We, it's Tiger Woods is probably the most mentally strong athlete that um that, that I follow, you know, next to uh next to MJ. Um he might be he might have an edge over MJ in my opinion because of you know, golf takes a lot more, you know, concentration and, and mental uh preparedness uh, than, than any sport in my opinion uh for sure but yeah he, i think he does make uh he does we do we do see another um appearance from him 
how far he'll go, we we don't know. Just I think the cut is ultimately his goal, man. If he can make the cut in the Masters, I think that's a a big time deal. But you know, look, look out for Charlie, man. I think he's gonna. I think you kind of mentioned it last week or you, the week before that. You know, I know he wants to play with Charlie at some point, but um, let, let's see how that happens. But yeah, rooting for my guy, man, uh, for sure. Um, and um, we'll see where he uh, where he lands next and his uh, his next appearance. All right, e, let's uh, let's take our uh, let's take our next break here. When we come back, um, let's do some. Uh, you have Hollywood swinging for? I'll do I'll do my fair foul if you have it. I mean, if you don't have a, a Hollywood swinging, I know we kind of. No, no, I, I got I got it. I just um, yeah, I, was I um um I, I sent you the yeah yeah you did I sent you one and then I just I didn't do a top five because we usually don't run out that. of time. And since you yeah, have one, I will just do yours and I'll say mine. But yeah, I got one for you. All right. All right, cool. And then we get into our fair foul. And I got another one for you, E. I got what we call a uh, one ticket. If you had one ticket to go to any of these events, I'll give you the events and you let me know which one yeah, you uh, I, I you, I ran them up. You, 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 okay. you sent them to me on the rundown. Yeah, okay, them. cool. All right, cool. So, um, again, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned to Sports Talk with K Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? This is Kenny B. Winning from Gobo, Go Black Owned on Facebook and Instagram. You are listening to Sports Talk with my dudes, Kay Walker, Eric Scott, and they'll be right back. Hey, South Carolina. Greetings from music recording artist Marcus Allen. Our accountants at Javis Tax Service won the state's best tax office in the state. They're open year-round to serve you from Columbia's only drive through office. Give them a call, 803-419-1001. That's 803-419-1001. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you. With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. If there's a fire in your kitchen and when your roof just won't stop leaking, I got your back. Without you even asking If I gotta hook somebody's ass I'ma do it with passion And when it gets too dangerous No, I'm never out of touch Ain't gotta call 911 You can hit me up Cause you know I'm the one Whenever you need something In an emergency
And we are back. And again, you are tuned in to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, before the break, ladies and gentlemen, we were talking uh, NFL. Uh, we were talking uh, Saquon Barkley, OBJ, that's uh, Obel Beckham Jr., for, for those who may not know, and, of course, Tiger Woods um, as well. Uh, I want to turn it over to our uh, to our, 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 our segments here Um our uh, my fair or foul segment here. Actually, let's go let's go a fair or foul. Then we uh, we'll do our Hollywood swinging segment uh, for uh, for sure. Uh, e here my fair or foul. It's actually a little different uh, tonight. E I, I didn't do actually no no I do have a fair or foul um, one. Um, I don't think I gave you the ones, but I wanted to surprise you because I wanted to get your natural reaction, and you know these very well. Mm-hmm. This is three. You know these very well because I know you're a TV guy. So I went with TV here. All right, E, this is fair or foul. Jay and Michael, Kyle, were funnier than Martin and Gina Payne. Is that fair or foul? Wait a minute. Martin and Gina. Yeah. Are they funnier than I, – I went with Jay, Jay and Michael, Kyle. You watched the, My Wife and Kids, oh, correct? Oh, oh, My Wife and Kids with Damon Wayne. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. You said that the, so. You said Jay and Mike were funnier than Martin and Gina. Yeah, oh, I'm no, asking that's that. That's fair or foul. That's fair or foul. So that's foul. Okay. That's foul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I had to get there, okay, because they had because you know as much as I agree with you, man. I thought Jay and Michael had great chemistry, though. Um, yeah, they did. Sure. But they, yeah, yeah. Damn, 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 Gina. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm gonna say that that's foul as well. All right, good stuff. All right, maybe this will change. Maybe this will make it a little easy, be harder for you. We got Frank Costanza was funnier than Arthur Spooner. And keep in mind, they both played they're, they're played by the same actor. Frank yeah, Costanza was uh, funnier than like, Arthur Spooner. Uh, King of Queens and Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna. You said. Well, Frank, you said Frank said it was funny. That's foul as well. And reason okay. being, wow. I think on uh, King of Queens, Jerry Stiller got more screen time. I mean, because okay. he was a he was he was like a secondary character in in King of Queens. You know, Carrie mm-hmm. Doug, and he was around a lot. And Seinfeld, right. it was the Seinfeld Four: Kramer, Jerry, right. Elaine, and George. And you only okay. got to see Frank and Estelle every now and then. Now, he was good when you did see him, but no, I'm going to go foul on that one because he's a 20 year old King of Queens. Okay, all right. Leave it to Eddie to break it down for you why he thought it was uh, foul. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm, I, wow. Yeah, I'm going to go Arthur Spooner, man, too. I'm going to go Arthur Spooner. I'm going to call that one foul, too. I think Arthur, man, was, uh, that dude was just uh, on another level, man, and he didn't. He had no shame. I remember the whole one with the uh, with the nose spray, with the nasal spray. I don't know if you remember that episode, but that thing had me had me tired for sure. <laughs> All right, next one we got. Uh, this is um, another Martin, and uh, this is uh, Jamie Fox. We got Stan Winters. Okay, you remember Stan, right? From Martin. Stan on the radio station, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stan was funnier than uh, than Junior King, Uncle Junior from Jamie Foxx. Fair or foul. Stan Winters was funnier than Junior King. Fair or foul. Fair. Fair. Because Fair. I think okay. he did yeah. more comedy on Martin than he did on the Jamie Foxx show. I mean, he was Uncle Junior, and he, he was a little funny, but, um, yeah, he was funnier on, on Martin, I think. 
Okay. All right. Good stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree there, man. I definitely agree. Pimp suit wearing Stan was as though it's gonna be funnier than uh, than than uh, than Uncle Junior <laughs> for sure. Then I, mean, I, I I swear I try to make them tough for you, man. But you come off the cuffs real uh, real quick with them, man. Real quick with them. So that's why I like it. All right, man. Let's just pause right here and we'll, let's, let's jump into our, uh, our our Hollywood swinging segment. And then uh, you, it's, it's our one one has to go. Uh, he he has one. I have one as well. So we'll definitely uh, jump into that. Taking a quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. E, uh, this is our, uh, or ladies and gentlemen, this is our Hollywood swinging segment, uh, where one has to go. E, I'll turn it over to you. Take it away, my brother. Okay, well, I got for you tonight, um, uh, let me pull them back up here. <laughs> it's food categories. Uh, so what we got? We got soul food. We got seafood, we got barbecue, and we got dessert. One has to go. Which one you get rid of? Soul food, seafood, barbecue, and dessert. And since the dessert, because I know you don't eat dessert, let's You're right. dessert. Let's okay, thank you. dessert with, with Chinese food. Oh, <laughs> okay, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog. <laughs> So we got we was on soul food, uh, seafood, barbecue, and Chinese food. Oh man, I, I having Chinese tonight too. Oh, all right, you dirty <laughs> dog. All right, um, whoo, things just got interesting. E. All right, all right. Oh man, soul food, seafood, barbecue. Oh, barbecue chunky. All right, man, this is a tough one for me, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's going to be like, what? But barbecue has to go, man. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying wow. that. Man. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, <laughs> oh, gee, that is a tough one. <sighs> Hold on, man. I'm going to see from Toki, too, man. God, dog, you dirty dog. Yeah, I'm going to stay with barbecue, man. I'm going to stay with barbecue. Uh, I, I got to stay with barbecue. God, it hurts to say that. But yeah, <laughs> For me, it would have been Chinese food, and I like Chinese, Chinese food. Yeah. Not, not as much as you like Chinese food. Yeah, but yeah, man. ain't no way I can get rid of soul food, seafood, <laughs> or barbecue, man. Because I, I mean, I make a brisket that's out of this world. That, yeah, no, <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no. I mean, I smoked that bad yeah. boy fourteen hours. So no, ain't, no, ain't no way I can get rid of barbecue, yeah, seafood, and soul food. So yeah, I'm gonna have to let um um. Chinese food, I'm going to let them go. And if, yeah, I, do, I, I do like me some general soul chicken. But, yeah, yeah I'm going to let them go. 
Yeah, man. I, I'm a I'm a Chinese food junkie. I'm actually have we have it every Wednesday, man. You know after the show. So yeah, we'll go. Ah, oh, that was rough. Yeah. If you just stayed with dessert, it would have made it easier <laughs> for me, man. So uh, good stuff there. Way to switch it up for me. All right. Um, my one has to go. E. Um, this is uh, this is football. These are quarterbacks. So we got Michael Vick. Got Cam Newton. Got Colin Kaepernick. And you got Donovan McNabb. One has to go. Oh, we got Vic. Okay, we're not getting rid of Vic. Cap, just just strictly football stuff. Cap was pretty mm-hmm. good. I'm 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 gonna get rid of McNabb. I mean, okay. I don't think he was bad, but out of the ones that you gave me, you gave me Vic, Kaepernick, McNabb, and Cam. the other one, and Cam. Cam. Yeah, mm-hmm. out, out of those four, out of the present, present company, yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and get rid of Donovan on this one. Not that he was bad, but right. what I'm going to do is fa- I'm going to factor in his broadcasting career. I don't know if you ever heard him. He has yes, a podcast, uh-huh. radio show. He's got yeah. awful, terrible, one of the worst <laughs> I've ever heard. So I'm going to have to hold that against him because he takes something that we do and he just messed it all up. So, yeah, oh, wow. For that reason, that reason, yeah, Donovan got to go. Okay. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. And and um, I try to throw McNabb in there because he had a Super Bowl um, appearance, as did Colin Kaepernick, as did Cam Newton. Michael Vick didn't have a um, didn't have a uh, Super Bowl appearance, but you know we know about Mike Vick. So I try to I try to mix it up in there a little bit. Try to throw you off here, but I, I agree with you, man. I'm going with with, with McNabb as well. That's uh, uh, that's one had to go for me. All right, here's one for you. I, I, I know you know the uh, the topics here, man. The, the topics here, and this is what I call it one ticket, man. You have one ticket. I know you have it already laid out. But for our listeners, got one ticket, and uh, you know, send it to us. You know, comment if, if you know. Let me know which one you you would take. You got um, no particular order. Um, you got Tiger Woods uh, versus Jack Nicholson. This is obviously uh, the, all in their prime, ladies and gentlemen. Keep in mind all of these. Or in their prime. So you got Tiger Woods versus Jack Nicholson at the Masters. Or you got MJ, Michael Jeffrey Jordan versus Kobe Bryant in the Game 7 of the NBA Finals in their prime. You got Tom Brady versus Joe Montana in the Super Bowl in their prime. Keep that in mind. And then you got Mike Tyson versus Muhammad Ali. You have one ticket and you can only go to one of these events. Which one would it be? E. I'm ringside. Mike Tyson. Okay. Mike Tyson okay. versus Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Mike Tyson was a fighter, a street mm-hmm. fighter, a brawler, and Ali was a was a technician in the ring. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. George hit hard, and my mm-hmm. and Ali was able to beat him with the rope of dope. I don't know if he could have did that with our Mike, but that's why I would want to see. I don't even have a prediction on whether or not it would work. Right. But it would just it would be something to see. That that would be if I could only have the one ticket and all the other mm-hmm. events were great. But if I got one ticket and one ticket only, I'm ringside. All right, Mike versus float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Wrong on young man rumble. Ah, yeah, man, I have to agree with you there. E. I mean, that's just the one event that um, 
that I have to say that I don't, you know, their their styles are so contrast, and you want to see, and they're both considered to be the greatest of all time. And how would that pan out? I mean, how would that, you know, you got the you got the finesse, like you just mentioned, you know, the foot like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and you got Iron Mike, the you know, the bulldog, pit bull, whatever you want to call them. You know, it's just like you know. It's like uh, mass versus matter, man. Like, you know, we got the power versus the speed and how, you know, how would that work? So, yeah, I'm going with you there, E. I'm taking, uh, I'm taking that ticket and I'm going ringside and I want to, I want to see, you know, how, how that one would, would, uh, would play out uh, for sure, E. So good stuff. All right, E. I will wait for some, uh, some guys to get on here, man. I got, I got another one for you. Just keep in the back pocket. I know you don't have one for this, but uh, I want to talk about, um, you know, recently events, you know, we talked about it earlier in the show when we were, you know, previewing the uh, and, and recapping the, the Timberwolves uh, game and the whole thing with Rudy Gobert fighting his teammate um, Kyle Anderson. And then we've seen, um, we've seen earlier in the season with, uh, with uh, Draymond Green. I forget who we punched in the face. I forget his name. I can't recall his name for whatever reason. But we saw that. And we saw some other, you know, in, in the past that you see some teammates you know, fighting. Um, I went back. Yeah, I want you know. I wanted to do a, a, a top five. Not so much a top five, but these are my favorite favorite five. I mean, I mean a lot of people are going to probably say, "Oh, what about this? What about?" This? I know there's some going. I'm leaving out, ladies and gentlemen. I, I get that. I get that. But um, from five to one, man. E, I, I don't. You know, if you call this Reggie Jackson versus Billy Martin, the 1977 Yankees when they were in the dugout. I don't know if you recall. Uh, you know, that whole scuffle, did, I don't know if you got a chance to see that, um, but that was what one of my favorites, Reggie Jackson, just got there, they just traded for him, and, um, and you know, he went after Billy Martin, Billy Martin, you know, called him out and said that, you know, he wasn't hustling, so uh, uh, Lamar, I mean, uh, Lamar, uh, Reggie was like um, uh, Jordan Poole, yeah, thanks, e. thanks Jordan Poole. And uh, was the uh, the guy that uh, Draymond Green uh, punched in the face. Thanks, E. Um, yeah, but Reggie Jackson versus uh, Billy Martin was number five. And then uh, Barry Bonds and uh, Jeff Kent back in the, the 2002 season with the San Francisco Giants. Um, I, I swear that those um, that clear, I don't know what you want to call it this day, you know, was running through Barry Bonds' uh, uh, system there, and he really wanted to uh, put uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Kent through the uh, the wall. Um, number three, I don't know if you guys remember this. This was big. Um, this is uh, two guys that were at practice. Michael Westbrook and Stephen Davis. The wide receiver Michael Westbrook and Stephen Davis back in 1997 with the Redskins. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch that. I don't think there's any video of it, but there's still pictures of when Michael Westbrook went, uh, as the kids call it, ham on Stephen, uh, Stephen Davis. So if you get a chance, check that out. Uh, number two, uh, I don't think there's any video on this, but the, but stories have been told by both sides, and that's Michael Jordan versus Steve uh, Steve Kerr. Michael Jordan, uh, you know, punching Steve Kerr in the face. Uh, rumor has it because uh, you know Steve Kerr was just playing MJ just a little too tough. So I went with number two there. Number one, I, I think we can all agree with this. I don't know how old you are, how young you are, but I know you remember this. Latrell uh, Sprewell, excuse me, <laughs> choking his coach Ben, uh, PJ Carlissimo uh, for the night when and when they were with the Warriors in 1997. So that's what I went with, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, e, what, what say you about these? And anything come out to you? You don't have to give me top five. I know you don't have it, but is there no, one no, I left I got, out? I got top five. No, I got. Oh, you I got okay. it. I'm saying, Sorry. Okay. when I was telling you, I was like, yeah, we're just gonna do your top five instead of okay. me. 
okay. give it one, one, one uh, topic and yours. But no, I got yours. I got um, yours. Okay. So when I, got we got it. some overlap. We got several overlaps. Okay. But uh, okay. I, it was tough for me because some fights are physical and then some fights are just, you know, Verbal. just kind of teammates sparring. So I got three OLIs. My first OLI, ladies and gentlemen, outside looking in, I got Terrell Owens and Donovan McNabb. I mean, it, it oh, yeah. never really yeah. came yeah. to blows. But right. they they sparred, you know, kind of back and forth in the media, whatever, whatever. Uh, second OLI I got, I also went with Barry Bonds and Jeff Kent. I mean, because, you know, okay. Barry Bonds got a recliner at his locker, and, Je- <laughs> and Jeff Kent took umbrage to that. And now when we get into a little bit more of the physical um, oh, my last OLI was the Draymond Jordan Poole. When Draymond did, you know, knock Jordan Poole through 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 the fight yeah. or whatever. Okay. So then, so then, uh, as physical fights go, <laughs> number five, I got Dale Strawberry and Keith Hernandez. Yes. Um, yeah. I know you you're a baseball guy, so you probably remember this mm-hmm. one. They were yes. at spring training to take yes. pictures, and, and Keith Hernandez just had enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he would, and like you said, to quote you, he would have on Dale Strawberry. <laughs> number four, I went. I know you'll probably remember this one. The Raiders, Bill Bill Romanowski and Marcus Williams. Oh, Marcus Williams. Bill Romanowski, yes. Bill oh, Romanowski yes. was just a bully. I mean, you yeah. know, he he he's been on people all back in the day, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that was number three. I went with MJ and Steve Kerr. They said one okay. day, you know, Steve Kerr would dean up Mike a little too tough, and he would making shots, and Mike didn't appreciate it. So Mike mm-hmm. tried to punch him in the face. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> number number two, I went with a transfer round with PJ Carlissimo as well. Okay. I mean, because they got into it at the gym. Latrell mm-hmm. got in his car, went home, thought about it, and drove back up there. That's <laughs> anger, dog. I mean, you mad. As, as, as the New Yorkers say, you mad, mad when you yeah. do some stuff like that. And then, now, number one, I went with Gilbert Arenas and Javaris uh, Chris. Oh, the guy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Gilbert, Age of Zero brought a Desert Eagle. To the locker yeah, room, gun, yeah, if gun, you want yeah. some, you can get it. So yeah, yeah those 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 were mine because um, I I I debated on the Latrell P. Well, one being number one, simply because uh-huh. the trail went home and drove back up there. But I'm like, nah, Desert, give give it a ring. Yeah, he God brought the death, one, and yeah. not only did he bring a gun for him, he brought guns for Jamal. He's like, yeah, take whichever one you want. I mean, yeah, you you. That that both of them brothers needed some serious therapy. So yeah, those 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 were my five on that one. Yeah, hey, I forgot about that one. Good gracious, how did I forget about that one when he brought the guns in there, man? Oh my goodness, that was that was a good one, man. That's a good one for uh, uh for sure. E. All right, so good good stuff there. E. Good stuff uh for sure. All right, e, we you know we waiting for some guys to come on here so we can dive into your. Uh, I'm into your segment here. Um, yeah, so in the we meantime, stopped a couple of people. I, I, I don't okay. know um, what's going All on right. there. All right. You reached out to Jay, Jay, Jay. Yeah, Jay. I reached out to Jay, Special K, and then uh, Chris was in a bad area. I never did hear back from him. All right. All right. So um, listen, man, that's, I, I got I got one more here. Um, and that's uh, – I, I wanted to do this for some time now. So let's just um, – Let's just jump into this so while we got a little bit of time. And that's um LeBron I mean not LeBron, uh Bronny James. Um, you know, there's there's rumors out there, um, E that, you know, uh that Bronny 
you know, he's not sure if he wants to go to college or if he wants to go overseas or he just wants to just take a gap year and just work out for, you know, for 12 months and, and prepare for the draft. You know, there, there are a lot of mixed reviews about Bronny E. Uh, I know you got a chance to, you know, to watch him, some of his game. I watched some of his game. Now, at this point, E, I mean, again, he's eligible. He can go to college next year. These are his options, play overseas, or he can just say, I'm just going to wait a year, um, work out, and then uh, and, and, uh, enter the draft next year. What direction do you think uh, Bronny should take, and is he ready for the NBA uh, for sure? I think the situation Bronny is in, his name is both a blessing and a curse. He's a Bron James mm-hmm. Jr. And the reason I say that, because his game is just average. I mean, he's not terrible. He's not mm-hmm. trash by any means. Right. But then he's not great either. So his game is just average. And he could be probably an average NBA player. But the, and the blessing is his name is, LeBron James Jr., so he will get drafted. Mm -hmm. The curse Mm -hmm. is you can't be mediocre. You can't be just average. You can't be just run-of-the-mill when your name is LeBron James Jr. So, and then all the hype they put around you, if you think about it, back in the day, Mike never put hype around his sons. We didn't even know they were playing college ball until they started playing it. And that never Mm -hmm. did work out. Great for either one of them, but, you know, they, they... the, the hype around them wasn't what it is around Bronny. And given the right. hype that's around Bronny, and yeah. I mean, because his game, I don't think, was McDonald's All-American up to those standards. Because of his name, though, he did get selected and he did get to play. And that one dude, I can't think of his name on the top of my head, that he had that rivalry with, he gave Bronny the uh-huh. business. And I just think that's going to be the case more times than not. Until, unless, until he develops or whatever. But right now, I think college would be his best option um, because going overseas and plays, he might get lost in the sauce. Going to the G League, he might get lost in the mm-hmm. sauce. And taking yeah. a gap year, now that's crazy there. Do something. Yeah. Don't just take a year mm-hmm. off and say you're working out by yourself. No, you need to be on somebody's competitive team. So that taking a year off, that shouldn't be an option. But I think his best bet is to go to college, go to a team that's going to make the tournament, and shine mm-hmm. in the tournament. I mean, yeah. if you can do that along with your name being LeBron James Jr., I think that mm-hmm. gives you a leg up. So I think that's the way he should go. And he should sign with a Blue Blood program, too. I don't want to see him yeah. over at, at, mm-hmm. at um, San Diego State. Nah, dog. I'm talking Kansas, <laughs> Kentucky, Duke, Carolina, yeah. uh, Georgia. I mean, there's some other ones. But, yeah, you need yeah. to go Blue Blood here. Yeah, I, I agree with. I definitely agree with you there, man. I just threw out the options there because, you know, those are the three options that he has. But I agree. I think the college – now, you would think LeBron, knowing that he's on the fence and and everything that you said, knowing LeBron – I mean, that Bronny is going to just get that, you know, that chance, that opportunity, you know, to get drafted and, and uh, you know, by a team and, and you're just left in the fold and then you're in the G League and you just get lost in, you know, you know lost in the sauce for sure – Knowing LeBron didn't go to uh, the college, I would think that he would want to have his son experience the college life since he didn't do it. Um, and LeBron was, you know, obviously Le- LeBron, and, and LeBron is not on that level that LeBron is right. That LeBron was back in the day. I think he should go to college. You mentioned blue bloods. I mean, you know, they're out in what L.A. 
so why not, you know, UCLA, I mean, they, they were, they're a top-notch program. That might, I mean, if you can get in there, if you're good enough to go there, if you're good enough to, you know, you know to, to get to the draft, you're, then you're good enough to play at UCLA and start. And that's a big-name program, and they're right there in L.A. So it's not like they have to travel, you know, cross-country. Because I know you mentioned some of the Blue Bloods, like the Dukes, the Carolinas, the Kansases, now the Yukons, um, if you will. But UCLA might be a good spot for him uh, there for sure. Program, I think they were a two-seed this past, um, this past uh, tournament. So I think, you know, if not all four years, you know, maybe two years at best. I think you know, just you know, patting your games, you know, just you know, improve on your game, sharpen your, sharpen your game up, and get ready for the NBA. Because if you like, you mentioned, they can go to the dance, and if he can show his his skills there, then you know that that'll boost up his draft. But I think him going directly out of high school and going to the league or going to the G League. But nowadays, you know, you 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 have to sit out at least one year after you graduate high school. So I think the best thing for him to go to is to go to college, man, for, uh, for sure. I, I think that's um, I think that's a no-brainer, and I don't understand why LeBron's not pushing it or why we're not hearing that LeBron's going to, you know, pushing him because he's come out and said LeBron said that, you know, um, he said Bronny is definitely better than some of these cats I've been watching in the league, you know. So, uh, you know, that's that's a quote from LeBron. So, I mean, that's, wow. I don't know who he's referring to, <laughs> but uh, who he was referring to. But I, I think that nonetheless, you know, I, he should go. He should definitely go to college. I Man, I think that would bring a lot of uh, a lot of fans to the stands for you know their respective program, uh, for sure. There, E. All right, good stuff there. We kind of on, on agreement there. So definitely go to go to college there, man, and and get that experience uh, for sure. Hey, let's stay on that. Uh, let's stay on the basketball talk, and I, I got to talk about your guy, man. Well, I don't want to call him your guy, but uh, I got to talk about um, about Kevin Durant, man. Kevin Durant right now is in a situation where he's, you know, with the Suns, top team. You know, they're right now they're a four seed. They're facing the Clippers um, without Paul George um, for the for at least the first game in the in the playoffs. Now, you know, they're projected to win this series he, now. What kind of what type, we talked about LeBron's legacy earlier, but what type of uh, what what does the I mean KD need to do? Does he have to win a championship this year? And if he does win a championship, is it going to be a legit chance, championship, or is it going to be one of those? Okay, I'm just jumping on another, you know, big time team to to win another championship. What say you about KD and, and, and the Suns? And can they get will they get it done? <clears throat> I think though, if if I would give Katie more credit for this ring if he got one in Phoenix, not that I take credit away from the ones he got in Golden State because I never okay. was against the move. The move never bothered me because I'm here for the okay. super team. But mm-hmm. I do think because. Without KD, I don't think Phoenix can get over the hump. I mean, because Chris Paul gave you all he had, and it, 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 they came up short. It just wasn't quite enough. So I do mm-hmm. think they need KD. But now, I don't know if they've been together long enough for the – because it takes time to build cohesiveness and, you know, togetherness and whatever continuity. I don't know if they've had that time because, you know, when KD got there, he got hurt in a non-basketball. He got hurt in the layup line. 
So, you know, I don't <laughs> right. know if they've had time to jail now. I think they are undefeated with him in the lineup. But the playoffs are a whole other different animal. But I do think they can possibly come out of the West. But then again, I also thought the Lakers were going to be better than the West. So, you know, what do I know? <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, I think they might be able to get it done, but I don't think they're going to beat either Boston or or, or um, Milwaukee or whoever comes out of the East. I don't, okay. I don't, I don't see them doing that, though. All right, good segue there. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you there, man. I mean, I don't – I'm a KD guy, man. I am a KD guy. You know, I, I don't – you know, I think he's when healthy. I think he's the best um, in the business, uh, you know, when healthy. Uh, obviously, you know, um, hasn't been like that for him for quite some time. You mentioned the lay, the layup line, and not only was it a layup line, it was a one man layup line. E, so he didn't trip over somebody else's foot. He didn't even trip over his foot. He just tripped. I don't know what he tripped over, bro. I mean, and that thing looked really, it really looked really nasty, man. So if he could stay healthy, man, I, yeah, I, I think that he, you know, since he was traded. Um, you know, he went to this team, and, and Chris Paul is kind of, you know, he's that old man, if you will. So I think if he leads this team to a uh, a championship, I think it does help him, um, you know, help his reputation, help his legacy, if you will, um, you know, to be one of the best uh, to, to ever do, uh, to do it. Um, because it's not, a, I don't, in my opinion, I don't think it's a superstar team. I just think it's a team that made the, the Suns better. And he's he's the big time name on that game, on that on that particular team. Nothing to take away from Chris Paul and and uh, and uh, Devin Booker and uh, and Aiton either. I just think it's a, it's a great fit for him. It's not like you know it's collaboration between he James Harden and, and Kyrie that type deal. So I like this fit, but uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I don't I don't take any I won't take anything away from him uh, if he win that. All right, let's talk. Speaking of um, a big time guys, man, I want to talk about Joel Embiid, man. I know we kind of talked about him last, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago about him flaking out against uh, the Joker, the Joker, man. But um, right now, I mean, he, I mean, I think hands down he's the MVP. But um, can he lead or will he? Lead? I know you mentioned earlier, you know, you mentioned a couple of teams from the East. You know, you don't know who's going to come out of the East, but. Is he that guy? I mean, well, he is that guy to me, but I know you're going to answer that question. But can he and will he lead the Sixers to at least a at least an uh, NBA? I'm sorry, an Eastern Conference Final uh, appearance. He may be able to lead them to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I I don't think they'll be able to get it done only because I I, I don't him and. Something about the way him and James Harden play together, it's not a perfect fit. Not that the fit has to be perfect, but it has to look better than it looks right now. Like, for example, if you look at Giannis and Middleton, it's a perfect fit. Uh I mean, they they complement each other well. They play off each other well, and they've won a championship together. Um, I'm not sure that you can convince James Harden that when it comes down to it, we should be going to Embiid. I don't know if he buys into that. And, you know, a lot of basketball is about buy-in. It's about, to quote your favorite team, culture. I don't know, <laughs> if, I don't know if Doc Rivers has the culture 
over there to get Harden to buy in. Now, he respects Embiid. He probably thinks Embiid is a great player. But when the game is on the line, Harden wants the ball in his hand. And, I mean, because yeah. that's the player, you know, that he thinks he is. Whereas Chris Middleton, I don't know if he thinks he should have the ball, at, you know, in his hand at the end. But he knows I need to give it to Giannis. Regardless of what yeah. I say, they need to play that, that, that Bel Air offense. What to do? Get him out of the wheel. I mean, that, that, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, exactly. Everybody out of the way to get him out of the wheel. And so even if Middleton doesn't agree with that, he's bought in. I'm not sure James Harden has bought in. So I, I don't know if they can win it all. But, um, I mean, they can win a series or two. But just I don't know. It, it's a lot to be seen over there. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there, man. I think Joel Embiid is playing. Obviously, I think he's playing the best basketball, um, you know, in in, uh, in the league right now. I think he's the the leading candidate for the uh, the MVP. He's doing on both sides of the court, both ends of the court, um, and he's dominant on both ends of the, uh, of the court as well. Now, I know, um, you know, he has the ability to lead this team. I don't know if he's going to be enough, though. He, I think, you know, if he has to score, you know, 40 to 50 a night, then, you know, I think you mentioned that last week, if he has to score yeah. 40 or 50 a night, then they're going to be in trouble. And a lot of times, you know, they're going to lean on him a lot more than, um, you know, a lot, a lot. I'm not going to say a lot more, but a lot. And I think that's going to take away from the guys that you mentioned. James Harden, uh, the, you know, the Maxis, um, you know, the Tobias Harrisons, you know, the, those guys there. So um, it, it's going to remain, remain to be seen. Again, they do play the, they play the Nets. They, they, they should handle the Nets. Um, again, I don't want to take anything away from the Nets. The Nets are actually a pretty good team, regardless of what took place, regardless of losing KD and Kyrie. Um, ben Simmons, I don't know what's going on with him, but I'm not even factor him in the equation. But when you look at the, all these other guys there, Denwitty and, and Cam Johnson, uh, just to name a couple of guys, and, and the coach, Jack Vaughn, as well, they're not going to be an easy out. I do expect the, the Sixers to to beat them, possibly in, in a sweep or possibly a gentleman's sweep, but um, I do expect them to, uh, uh, to to handle business there and move on to the, to the next round, so either, uh, you know, versus either – well, it looks like I, I, don't have, I don't have the Hawks beating the Celtics, so probably the, the Knicks or the, the winner of the Knicks and the Cavs. All right, let's go back to the West End. And this is a team that a lot of people aren't talking about, eh? A lot of people aren't talking about because of the fact of the matter of the way this season went down. But there's still those dudes, man. Now, I'm talking about Steph. I'm talking about Clay. And I'm talking about Draymond and Jordan Poole. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of him. But they're 16. They're going up against the Kings. This is a matchup, E, that is very interesting to me, and I really want to see this particular matchup because I think that the Kings, um, despite their uh, third seed, um, their third seed uh, ranking here, man, I think they're a very underrated team, man, for sure. And the Warriors are not um, are not being looked at as the same because of their record. How do you see this one playing out, E? Are the Warriors the team to, that are, that's going to come out of the West to you, or do you see the Kings advancing in this particular series? Well, I think the Kings are insurance fraud. 
I, I don't believe okay. in them at all. I don't know who the big frauds them or Denver. I just, you know, but they might <laughs> prove me wrong. But, yeah, I, I do think the Warriors should still win, the, win this. Now, they um, um that series, so much is made about the Warriors' road record. And, I mean, right. that, though you factor that in, I get that. If you look up and down the standings, there's only one team in the entire Western Conference that has a plus 500 road record, and I think that is Sacramento, and they're only like two games above 500. Meanwhile, over in the East, you got five of the top six teams with a plus 500 record. So you're going to have to be able to win on the road at some point, but not only do the Warriors not win on the road in the West, no one does. So if they can go ahead, whoever they play that first round, and steal one on the road, because mm-hmm. you're not going to beat them in Oracle. So I think, yeah, that gives them a leg up. Plus you got Steph. I mean, when mm-hmm. Steph is playing and Steph is healthy, you, that's the dude you just don't want to bet against. Now, he, is he going to win them all? No. But even money, if this is a Steph for the field, give me Steph. You press. Yeah, man. I mean, I, you know, this one's going to be tough for me. I want to take the Warriors because of everything that you mentioned and because they're battle tested. Um, we all know that they're battle tested. They're vets. You know, they're you know they're coming off a championship there. Um, even though they they haven't been healthy, Clay Clay Thompson has says he's come out and said you know if, if we're healthy, there's there's no team that that that, they, that can beat them. Um, I have to agree with them there, man. I mean, I do have to agree with them when they're healthy, they are the best team. But you know, Draymond's getting a little long in the tooth there, man. And you know, and I, I think some people are starting to get tired of his antics, and I think they're wearing a lot of people, um, uh, a lot of people then there. And I think there's a way you can combat that, and there's a way that you can, um, you know, you can overcome that, and you can, you know, actually use that against him. He's trying to play that Dennis Rodman type role. I get it. It worked for Dennis Rodman. You want to get into the opposition's head. You want to play those mind games and get them out of their game. Um, I, I think a lot of people are starting to pick up on that right now, and they're not going to fall for for his antics, uh, if you will. But, um, yeah, I'm going to say, listen, man, I want to see how this first game goes, man. I, I, I'm going to say that uh, I, the Warriors are, or I have the Warriors winning this series and possibly 6-7, but I want to see. I want to hold my judgment right now because I want to see that first game. I think if the Kings can steal that first, not steal it because they're, um, you know, they're favored, they're at home. Um, but if they can win that first game, it's going to give these young guys confidence, um, even more confidence than they had. They're playing loose. They're playing free. They feel like they're playing with house money. They know that the Warriors are, are coming in and they're building, and, and it's, you know, it's not a, uh, a, uh, an easy task by any stretch. But I think these guys, if they can get that first game, I think it's going to be a long series for the Warriors, and I would not be surprised if the Kings move on and we see the Warriors on the outside looking in, man. I mean, that's going to be a very interesting series. This is going to be my favorite series to watch. Um, if my King, if, unless my Heat can, you know, move on, this is going to be the one series that, I, um, that I'm going to be more, more dialed into the, than any other. I know they play late. I uh, know I'm probably going to have to, you know, you know, uh, you know, take a nap before the game or what have you. But, uh, but uh, I'm going to do my best to, uh, to 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 focus on that game. 
All right, E man. Still waiting for some guys to call in. So with that being said, let's I wanna jump over to another team here and that's that's the team right here in New York, man, and that's New York Knicks. New York Knicks has had an outstanding season from the Knicks standpoint. And uh they're the fifth seed. Uh they're going up against the uh four seed Cavaliers. Um, a lot of guys are, you know, interested to see, you know, what type of team is this? You know, you got Jalen Brunson there, you got Julius Randle. You got R.J. Barrett uh, there, and these guys, um, you know, have been playing. Obviously, you know, the record speaks for itself to the fifth seed. Um, if these guys can stay healthy, more so I'm talking about Jalen Brunson because he's been hurt the majority of the season, especially at the sign of that big contract coming from the, the, the Mavs. Uh, Tom Thibodeau has these guys focused. E, how far can the Knicks go in the, uh, in the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs? Well, they can go as far as Julius Randle can take them, which mm-hmm. I don't think is very far. Now, Jalen Brownson, he he's a great – Jalen Brownson is like, if you're cooking, he's an ingredient that 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 you need, but he's not a main ingredient. Like, okay. you know, he's, he's – I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. Like, he's salt. You need salt in the recipe. Now, you can cook a dish without salt, but then it just tastes awful. But he's mm-hmm. not the, the steak that you're putting the salt on. So he okay. is needed to season the steak. But your steak is Julius Randle. And he he's not mm-hmm. actually he's not a prime cut of steak. He's that piece mm-hmm. you get from, you know, the, the, the Spanish store down the street and you gotta beat <laughs> you gotta beat the hell out of it with meat tenderizer. <laughs> now you can make it good but you just don't know how good it's gonna be. And then you mm-hmm. got your salt over there that you need that's always hurt. So they they just got a lot of things that they gotta put together. And um your boy, um what what's the other um um, the Duke boy. R.J. Um, Barrett. R.J. Barrett, yes. I, mm-hmm. Hell, I forgot he was in the league. I mean, cause he, <laughs> he, he, he's been a disappointment, but he's playing well now. You know, so down the stretch. So it is possible they could get it done. And Tom Tripodo, like you said, Tiff does. He has them boys ready. But I, I just don't know. I just I, I can't really believe in them. Yeah, man. I, I've been I've – been, I've been big on them all season, man, because it's it's the Knicks because we're we're used to the Knicks as being, you know, they get hot at one point and then they, next thing you know, they'll run off like six straight wins and the next thing you know, you're looking at them, it's, it's the Knicks and you talk to talk about them and then all of a sudden they lose in six straight in a row, uh, six in a row, and but this year there's been there's been a lot of um, consistent incons- inconsistent consistency or consistent inconsistency. I don't know if you if that's a saying, but I'm gonna make it a saying tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um they're they're very uh, consistent at being inconsistent. I think that could be a thing there. But nonetheless they are no, number five seed man and I and I think if Jalen Brunson can stay healthy and that's the main thing, that's the big if there they can actually give the the Cavaliers a a, a tough uh a, a tough series and um and they can move on and uh and then um, ultimately face uh I think uh went back I think they'll probably more than likely face um the Sixers cause I believe the Sixers are uh, I think I'm doing the math right the Sixers are probably move on from the uh, you know past the Nets but yeah I, I do agree with you man you know R J Barrett I know unless you're here in New York E you don't hear a lot about him because there's a lot of talk about him and that's more more so like what you just said. Um, is that he doesn't show up even when he's playing? He's not there, and that's the that's the one piece that they need because Jalen Brunson again, when healthy, 
is is uh, legitimate. Uh, Julius Randle is uh, is their main guy, and then um, and then R.J. Barrett has to be that has to be that guy, man. But you know, and you would rather him be hurt than anything because him coming, playing, being available every single game, but just not putting up the numbers that he should. It's frustrating for Knicks fans, uh, to say the least. But I, I do like the Knicks move forward. I mean, move on uh, to the Cavaliers uh, from the Cavaliers and, and, and advance to the second round. Alrighty, I said all that to say this. So now I'm gonna ask you this, man. We we we, we not all not every series, but for the most part, the series that uh, we think is going to happen. So with all that being said, e, who comes out of the East? who comes out of the West. As of right now, and you you can reserve your judgment to change your mind because obviously things may change from today, but as of right now, who comes out of the East, who comes out of the West? Boston comes out of the East, Phoenix comes out of the West. So, yeah. I think Boston and them boys going to be able to get it done this year, and in the West, if KD can stay healthy, I do think they're capable of winning the West. But again, like I said, like you just said, that can change because, you know, the NBA playoffs, I think they run from late April to about early November, so we got plenty plenty of time to revisit this Exactly. Exactly. All right, so with that being said, give me your dark horse. Who do you see somebody that, um, you know, that we talked about uh, or we're not talking about that can possibly come out of the East and come out of the West. I know you got the Suns that come out of the East, I mean the West, and you got the, uh, the Celtics coming out of the East. But who's your dark horse? Who do you have someone that no one's really talking about and and, uh, and you, you can see possibly making a deep run to get to the NBA Finals? <clears throat> Well, they're, they're, I won't say nobody's talking about them, but everybody's talking about them. I just don't know which way it's going to go. It's kind of how we led off the show. I'm going to still okay. say in the West, the, the Lakers, Lakers, as a dark okay. horse. I mean, okay. it's rough to see what we saw last yeah. night. But we did say dark horse. So I'm mm-hmm. going to go with the Lakers in the West. In the East, dark horse? I mean, because... I think the better chance is really not a dark horse, but it's, it's um, Milwaukee. They're not a dark horse, but if I got to go dark, right. I'm going to go Philly. The, your, your guy, you okay. said, is like everything you said about Embiid is definitely true. He is playing mm-hmm. MVP level basketball. So if Doc can get the other guys to buy in to Doc culture, I, I do think uh, they could possibly be a dark horse. All right, yeah. Um, you know what? E, I'm as far as um, you know, who's coming out of the East? I, I think I might uh, do. Do I want to go to Sixers here? I want to go to Sixers. I mean, not Sixers. Uh, Celtics. I'm sorry. I said I said Sixers. Celtics. I want to go Celtics because I, because you know, I know the Bucks are the number one seed in the East. Um, number one overall seed in, in the league. But you know, like you mentioned something earlier. You know, that made me think, like, you know what? It's right. I didn't think about that. And that's Chris Middleton and their, the availability of him and the uh, lack thereof. And you never know for the last couple of seasons, even though they won it last year, you know, they um, you know, they were there last year. I don't think they can do it without Chris Middleton this year. And I, and I'm, and I, and, and, and he hasn't been, he's kind of like been like the Jalen Brunson for the Knicks. He really hasn't been there. And Giannis and those other guys has been stepping up. Um, the Portis and those guys has been, has been stepping up. But 
I'm still going to take the Celtics. You know, they got Jalen. They got, I mean, not Jalen. They got Jason Tatum. Um, you know, they got Smart there, uh, Marcus Smart uh, for sure, uh, and uh, Jalen Brown. So I, I'm going to take the Celtics as well. E, coming, I'm, I'm taking the Suns. I think they're they're my favorite to uh, to, to win it all right now. But uh, my dark horses uh, in the West, I'm going to take uh, – I want to take the Lakers. But I'm, I'm going to go to Kings here, E. I, I don't – there's something about the Kings that they have a chip on their shoulder. I think they feel like, you know, even though they're the third seed, no one's talking about them. So um, I'm going to go with the Kings as my dark horse to come out of the West, ladies and gentlemen. Again, that's subject to change, of course. A lot of basketball to be played, as E alluded to. Um, uh, from the East, E, I'm going to go. Wow, I'm I'm going to go my Heat, man. If the Heat can win, if the Heat can win tomorrow or Friday night against the winner of tomorrow, it looks like it's you know, the way they're playing right now. It's like Toronto wants a little bit more than Chicago, seventy-seven sixty-one, third uh, quarter with three forty-six to go. So I think the Heat get it done Friday night, and I, I, they're my dark horse. E. I wouldn't be a fan if I didn't pick them with my dark horse. So they're my dark. The Heat is my dark horse coming out of the East, and the Kings are my dark horse coming out of the West. What say you about those two teams? Yeah, I know we kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, but uh, what say you right now? You got anything extra to add? <clears throat> the Heat, I, I can see the Heat because, like I said, um, last night wasn't a true representation of what the Heat are capable of because they play much better basketball. They got Spo, they got Butler. They're going to, you know, cut Kyle Lowry um, tomorrow night and get him out of there. But, yeah, I, I do see that the Heat could could possibly do something. Now, as far as Sacramento, I, I, can't, ro- I can't ride with you on that one. Like I said, that is insurance fraud to the best. I mean, come on, dog. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I cannot believe the Sacramento had been good since Chris Webber was there. And how long ago was that? We got people listening right now. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, Chris Webber used to play basketball? I just know him from commentating. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, nah, that, no, nah, I, oh, I yeah. can't. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't really see much coming from Sacramento. But then right, I can man. get on board with that. Okay. Yeah, man. I mean, those were good old days, man. You had Jason Williams, uh, you know, you know, AKA White Chocolate. You had um you, you had Chris Weber as you mentioned. You had um what was my what was my guy's name? Page, uh, was it Page on that team? Page on Page Um Mike was Mike Bibby on that squad? Oh, yeah, Bloody he played the party. Yeah, Shut up. Stuart Scott there. <laughs> All right, good stuff, Dave. I don't know what it looks like. We're not going to be able to get in um, your uh, your East Guy segment, yeah, man. We, but we, um, we, yeah, we don't we don't have to like even if somebody call right now, we wouldn't have time. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I'll save it. We'll have it for him for next week. Yeah, I got it for sure, man. Up. For sure. Before we go, yeah, I got one more for you, man. I think we I don't know if we touched on this one. I, I wrote it down, but um, for at one point, but I don't know if we talked about it. All right. This is the best postseason. We talk about the NBA playoffs. Um, let's talk about the best postseason sporting event or best postseason time. Uh, we talk about March Madness, college basketball, men's and women's. We got the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl, of course. We got the NBA playoffs and the finals, and we got Major League Baseball playoffs and uh, World Series. Out of those four, what do you? How do you rate these uh, these these four uh, postseason sporting events? 
or I, I'm going to say that the best postseason to me is football because every game is exciting. Um, every 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 um, every every playoff game is exciting leading up to the Super Bowl. With the NBA playoffs, like again, I told you, the playoffs run from late February to early September, so you got plenty of time there. So I mean, it culminates in the finals, which is great. But you can miss a play, you can miss the whole playoff series and be okay. Especially now when they do the play-in, you can miss the play-in and just catch the highlights and see you won. The World Series. I, baseball is forever changing its format on how it does playoffs, so I'm not even <laughs> really sure how they do it over there now. And the World <laughs> Series is about the only thing there that I'm going to watch in its entirety. And even though I don't do that from time to time, March Madness is great, both men and women. But K Walk 64, I, I got a light dog. Yeah. I can't, I can't watch all that. <laughs> I mean, when you when you cut it down to for the men, 16, and for the women, 8. Okay, then I'm with you. But when you had okay. 64 with four or five planes, no, nah, mm-hmm. I can't ride with that. So, yeah, the Darn. number one is going to be NFL football. I mean, because okay. from wild card to divisional championship weekend, and mm-hmm. then what they did a wild card Monday when we got the extra game, yeah, that, yeah. That, to me, that is the most exciting. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a March Madness guy, and you know, playoffs, NBA playoffs, especially this time of the year, because really not too much. That's when baseball season is really starting to ramp up. So it kind of it kind of makes you feel like oh, it's very exciting because you know there's nothing to compare it to at this point. But March Madness, and, and you know, is it, there. We we I, I love March Madness, man. I just love the, the, the whole the whole excitement behind it. I know it's a lot of games, but you know the the way that they do it, where they do it in what eight weeks? I mean, uh, eight game, uh, eight days, something to that effect. Yeah, or ten games, ten days. It seems like a lot, but the way that they break it up, I love it, man. And especially what we've seen this past, uh, you know, this past year, you just didn't, you had no idea. You know who was going to uh, to cut down the nets? Anytime you got UConn, I know they're they're blue blood now, and you got San Diego State, and then you had you know, Florida Atlantic, and you had Miami in the Final Four. When you look at that, no, I don't care what you say. You know um, that that wasn't your final, so that wasn't your number one Final Four. Um, so it's very exciting, man. Um, uh, the NBA playoffs, as I mentioned, we were talking about this. this is going on the playing game. It's very exciting, especially when your team is involved in it. You, you definitely, you know, you you definitely get a little bit more focused, a little bit more excited uh, about it. And then Major League Baseball, you know, Major League Baseball is a little different. I agree with you there, man. I, I agree with you there. Unless my team is in it, I don't really, you know, pay too much attention to it until until the play, I mean, to the World Series, to be honest with you. So I see there. So with all that being said, I'm going to go with you, E. I'm going to go with the NFL playoffs, Super Bowl. Um, I love the wild card, you know, the wild card weekend and the divisional round. And then, of course, the other uh, championships and then, then uh, ultimately the, uh, the, the Super Bowl. So in order, I'm going to go NFL playoffs. I'm going to go March Madness. I'm going to go NBA playoffs, uh, NFL playoffs. March Madness, NBA playoffs, and then Major League, uh, Major League Baseball playoffs uh, for sure. All right, so good stuff there, E man. Uh, you know, it's, I, I don't. I think this. I don't, that was definitely the first time that we didn't have an E Scott segment, man. So, uh, you know, um, I, I, I I'm not sure what to say about that. It's, 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 it's definitely different. It's definitely different, man. It's not one how we generally end, uh, end the show. 
but uh, nonetheless, uh, let's do that, E. Um, like I always do, ladies and gentlemen, I always want to leave you guys with something. Tonight I'll leave you with this. Life is like photography. You use the negatives to develop. All right, for K-Walk and E. Scott, for Sports Talk and K-Walk and E. Scott, or Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, God willing, we'll talk to you next week. Everybody get up. Just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.